down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they're pleasing or grating from everything had changed to maybe katie we're it's all been done the podcast bereft of meaning it's my co-host evan hey golden boy don't let that darkness in to take you away from yourself it's my co-host saker golden why? boy saker <laughs> why why were you saying i want to put like you a- up on a i want to put you up on a pedestal you said it like a carnival barker, a little, hey, go boy, don't let the darkness in against yourself. Win a prize, win yeah, a prize I want you to play my arm. game. I want, you to th- I want you to throw, what's your favorite carnival game? Buddy, they won't even let me fuck it. <laughs> um, I don't think I have a favorite <laughs> carnival game. Uh, I think they're all, I guess, I feel like the one that I can, I've won before in the past is throw the dart at the balloon and pop it and you win a uh, a framed picture of the 1997 Chicago Bulls. But it's not, it's not even like a framed picture. It's like a piece of glass with like a cardboard picture of them behind it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. I just remember like doing that game in like the, I don't know, when I was a kid and winning like uh, one of those of like Megadeth, the band Megadeth. And <laughs> I, didn't know who Mega, okay. I didn't know who Megadeth was. Like the guy just handed it to me and it's like, this one's a good one. <laughs> he didn't let you pick? No. That was oh, back when you couldn't, even, you couldn't even pick. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Bummer. And that uh, love that um, I don't think I've I probably have heard Megadeth, but I don't remember any of their songs. I'm the type of person who, if somebody, I'll tell you what, in 2000, uh, I I was at a convention and my friends were all in line for this band to get autographs, and I was like, I'll just join you guys. So I got autographs for the whole band, and uh, and then I was like, as I was there, I was trying to be funny. I was like, Oh my god, you guys are my favorite. I love you so much. Such a good band. I love all your songs. And then afterwards, I was like, well, I, I have this thing. I guess I have to download their music now. So if I were you, I would have gone home and bought every Megadeth cassette there was and uh, and gone on. A, that would inform my personality for the next 20 years. And that band was Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies. That's right. They were at Otakon <laughs> 2000 for some reason, playing their hit song from Serial Experiment Slain. Um yeah, no. I mean, that, their hit, their hit, noise from Serial Experiments Lane. Like, isn't like the the music to that is just like a sound project? No, dude, the music from it fucking rules. The music from Lane is wonderful. Yeah, don't need to act like you know anime. You're I the don't. tiniest anime boy there is. I am. I'm not a golden boy. I'm like a what's the opposite of a golden boy? A lead boy. Uh, a shit boy. Yeah, I'm a lead boy because any conversation I get in about anime, I'm gonna sink it. What What are the positions? Obviously, there's gold, silver, bronze. After mm-hmm. bronze is tin. Um, brass. Where, where, brass boy. Brass okay. boy. Okay, <laughs> got like some brass one. boys. Um, but what is is there is there a lower? Are there lower metal rankings than bronze? Can you go lower than bronze? Well, I mean, like, because bronze is a, is like the first utility metal on that okay. on that uh because like gold and silver are pretty but you can't do shit with them like you can't make something out of silver that's gonna like you can make a hammer out of silver that's gonna do anything sure but you can make a bronze hammer or a bronze sword or bronze so i'd say like then you go down to like iron right okay so you get less less valuable but more functional as you sure. go down the- <laughs> okay oh that's cool so the bottom one is I guess wood metal or wood, uh, yeah, a wood metal. Wood, wood metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where so you, where you make metal out of wood, you you forge wood, some wood into metal. Wooden boy, Pinocchio, puppets, Venganzo. Venganzo. <laughs> we, we got... <laughs> Bring it back around. <laughs> hey, wooden boy. boy. They should have made a sequel to uh, to just the toy called Wooden Boy. It even rhymes. I love that. Would have been a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Ebbo, how's your week been going? I see you have new headphones, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, these are um, my headphones from work because my old ones that I was using finally broke. So okay, I, brought, they I, now were... ca- I now take these with me wherever I go. <laughs> they were the shittiest headphones. Uh, they were falling apart. You could barely hear the bare naked ladies. Yeah. Uh, I took but, pity upon you. But I'm not a piece of shit, so I use everything I have until I can no longer use it. And then me I get rid too. of it. Me too. So yeah, yeah, I wear the clo- my clothes till they literally fall off my body. <laughs> Instead of, you just, until every stitch has broken. If there's one stitch left, you're, yeah. you're gonna keep wearing it. My uh, my partner, um, uh, every time I have these, I have, I have, like shows me these pairs of pants. Like there is now a hole in your crotch and your ass. Are you sure you don't want me to throw these away? I'm like, no, never. No, see, that is, I will dress in rags before I see the most comfortable shorts gone. That has come around to bite me in the butt before, though, because like I'll have like tiny holes in my like, literally. Pants. Uh, what? Um and. Uh, one day I had tiny holes in my work pants and I wore them to work. And then during my planning period, I leaned over to grab something and that hole just grew 10 sizes that day. <laughs> and I had a jo- I, my ass was fully exposed. Uh, so I had to run and I had to get uh, duct tape from the office and I had to basically just duct tape my pants closed for the rest of the day. I and now you have to idiot. tell everybody in your neighborhood that you're a sex criminal. I do. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. One time in high school, our friend Russ, uh, was uh he he was barred from the local denny's because uh he said his pants fell down in the parking lot but denny says that he pulled his ass out in the parking lot to moon people inside um i just really truly love the defense of like my pants and my underwear fell down like this is not my fault i'm not a sex criminal i just i'm a clumsy man well, if your friend Russ is a sex criminal, then all the members of the Bare Naked Ladies are sex criminals because mooning is a big part of their '90s shtick, right? That's true. And uh, nudity is mooning, is mooning a sex crime? I don't. Again, I feel like it's a lot of context, right? Right. Like I don't. I wouldn't think of it as a sex crime, but exposing yourself is. Yeah. Right? And I, I guess mean, it would depend on local laws and stuff, but like, yeah, I on guess. How much, of the, how much of the taint you can see? If any yeah. ball was visible, that's yeah. a sex crime. <laughs> a ball slipped out between those ass cheeks. If you get one of those big saggy nut sacks, and a single ball slips out, you're you're toast. You might between... as well you might as well sign your life away. It's oh, over. God, between the uh, the ass cheeks, <laughs> like a ball just pops pops out. right out. Jesus. Squirts out. How, how is your body formed? <laughs> I feel like you have some alien architecture coming on in your body. I was more thinking like the uh, the elastic waistband of your underwear is down there and the ball oh. pops out over that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, sure, sure, that makes sense. That I mean, if you've got a particularly pendulous nutsack, and I'm yeah. not in any way, uh, I mean, all of our nutsacks get more pendulous as we age, right? We're all so going to get there eventually. So true, yeah. We're all going to uh, get a big pair of knockers more, clacking more. around down there, brass balls. <laughs> more high school slash college stories my friend once sat on his nutsack and had to go to the hospital because it hurt so badly um <sighs> must have had him buddy i don't know hey i'm not yucking anybody's you know, yeah, i'm yeah, sure he's not yeah i'm just saying you know. that's uh, that would take some doing it did it, it didn't he just sat down <laughs> it takes some doing with the with his body with genealogy with uh his genes that said your nuts will be mm-hmm. two feet long did you ever that's have you I ever decided. zipped the tip you know, when you're peeing or something? Uh, when you zip it I was five, I yeah. zipped the tip and I went to my kindergarten teacher holding the whole package in my hand, still zipped, <laughs> and like crying, <laughs> trying to ask her like what I should do next. Have you ever zipped the tip? I think I've I think I've nipped the tip once or twice when I was really young, but not sure. not recently. Like I had a um 
a female friend be like how how is that even possible like how are you not aware of where it is at all times and you're like you know i don't know i pee a lot and uh you know i i'm not 100 percent good with 100 percent confident with zippers so sure you know. sure sure this is not the way that i thought this podcast a lot of a uh, lot of nut sack butt yeah talk. i thought we'd be talking about carnival games for the whole the whole uh, open but you That's know what okay. You know what? Golden Boy did at the very beginning. I thought there's going to be maybe a lot of Golden Stream jokes in this episode, a lot of piss Oh, Jesus. Talk, no, but... please, let's not do that. Okay. Let's, you know what? Let's just talk about this week's song. <laughs> this week's song is called Golden Boy, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Hey, Golden Boy, don't let the darkness into take you away from yourself. Oh boy, oh boy, this song itself. Um, it was, I thought, at the very least, a bop. Did you bop Ooh. while you were listening to it? Mm, no. Hmm, okay. I thought, I thought it was another middlingly good, like, soft rock song. Wow. Here's what I, my, my initial reaction when I first listened to it, and then it just got solidified with every uh, uh, listen afterwards, is this sounds to me so much like a classic BNL song. Hmm. Like something they would have written during like the, the Bopes or Stunt era. Um, it, it's like, it's bouncy, it's poppy, there's lots of harmonies, there's a really fun pace to it. Um, I thought it was really, really, we haven't heard a lot of like cool harmonies yet this album, mm-hmm. especially like ones that don't just repeat the words. We had a lot of just like, ooh, harmonies in this one. Yeah. Which I thought was really There's some classic. Oohs, oohs and ahs uh, in the background. Yeah, classic, classic bare naked ladies. Um, I, I obviously really loved that this was a, a kind of a, a throwback song for me, uh, hmm. but not not for you, not a throwback. This felt more of like uh, for me, it felt more of like Ed's um, foray into his alt uh, alt period. You know, because we've gotten well, it seems it seems like most of the Ed songs on this one, I mean, apart from You Run Away, have been this sort of like Rocky thing. And again, mm-hmm. at, originally I was like, well, this isn't what Ed does. Ed writes songs about, you know, Charlie Brown and people falling from buildings and things. Sure. And, and now I'm like, OK, this is Ed, who Ed is now. I'm going to I'm going to like just I'm going to ease into this like a warm bath. And uh, yeah. How sad is it that Ed used to be like carefree fun writing poetic songs and now all of his songs are fuck you Steve. Yeah, he's fuck been you hurt. Steve. He's been hurt. Another song about <laughs> Steve. Like no, I mean, he never he was a carefree boy for the first couple albums, but then he was like once after Stunt, I think he became sort of like self-aware in a lot of ways because remember he he's writing all these songs about being a celebrity and how empty, you know, his fame is and his life is. And so Ed sort of like he gets he gets on this like these these like sh- these like sticks these like uh bandwagons or something like where he, where he he gets an idea and then he just writes like eight songs about it yeah and this this album is i'm not happy about steve i don't yeah. I, I don't like how steve <laughs> left and two albums from now it will be i like pinball i really <laughs> like when the ball goes around <laughs> it's yeah this is looking at the bare naked ladies discography is like looking at 
uh, bipolar disorder <laughs> like in the flesh. Well, he's uh, you, know, you know he gets he gets his things and he writes songs about it. Like he writes for what he knows, right? And it's, I'm not I'm not knocking this in any way. I'm just saying that like he's definitely got an idea. Yeah, I, he's got I a agree. thing that he does. And it's interesting because I think on your freshman and sophomore efforts, things are really varied. You have sad songs, you have happy songs because you've been storing them up for so long and you've been writing them and writing them and collecting them. And now, for all in good time, we're so far along that we've written these all in a chunk probably over the last year, eight months, whatever. And of course, yeah, you're right. They're all about what the fuck is happening right now, which is, of course, for them, uh, I guess, Steve leaving and how cool it is to exist in the month of June. Well, summertime. That, yeah, I fucking love summertime. <laughs> I was thinking, like, my 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 read on this largely depends on whether or not the person writing about the single thing does a good job of, like, v- um, varying their takes on it. Okay. Like, I mean, if every song, like, you know, like Steve, every song's about being a shitty boyfriend, but he right. does, that there's variety within there. Like, oh, got another shitty boyfriend song. But hey, guess, guess what? This time um we're gonna talk about metal yeah so do you feel like this one was varied enough from say you run away to be its own thing or do you feel like it was like too similar well i feel like this one is different from you run away in that like he's angry now we talked about ed's stages of grief and it feels like he's still in anger because there were the other song that he wrote about uh steve too right uh which one was that i don't know i'm looking it up right now (laughs) we're such bad learned. I've learned. learned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I have learned was uh was definitely a, another sort of angry song too, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah and it was. I, I'm just trying. I'm looking up the lyrics to "I Have Learned" to see if uh, like, there's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And I should have done this before we started. Well, I don't, but I didn't. No, it's think okay. It. I asked you the question straight up. Uh, you know, off the bat here, and I I think there's a lot of similarities, right? Because I I think mm-hmm. in the same way that this one is like very pointed what I assume to be very pointed things towards Steve, uh, I have learned also has like, you know, uh, you know, he's, I'd use a metaphor, but I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. I think you're comfortable until you're not. Uh, When things get wonderful, you get hot. Like, I I think these are very like pointed hits against him. And the same thing with Golden Boy here. I feel like he's saying stuff like the chorus is don't let your hair fall out. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Steve had a thing where he was like, I think I'm losing my hair. Like, <laughs> if this was like a big hangup for him, it may have been because it's so it's such a weird standout line to me. It felt like it was a jab. It felt like it was a knife through the ribs that was very intentional. This feels less. It, it definitely is a jab. I'm not arguing that, but I feel like this feels less angry than uh, you than um, you run away or even uh, um, uh, I have learned. Right. I I think in the scale of anger, for me, you run away feels least angry. I feel I have learned is definitely the most angry to me. Yes, yes, agreed there. Um, but this one I feel like is somewhere in the middle because I I do feel like he's complimenting him too cuz he's saying like you were you were the best everybody loved you like you're the golden boy you know game set and match I have to give it to you like you're the man like you're good at what you do you're cool um, but then he says but wait there's a catch everyone sees right through you game set and match I have to give that to you you are the man wait there's a catch everyone sees right through like, 
I think that this is um really passive aggressive, like uh yes, like backhanded compliment way. sort of thing. Like so great way. To so yeah, this like whereas uh, I have learned was so openly angry, like just just he was just angry. This is like this is where the relation like the the anger has like simmered below now so now you've like got contempt in there too sure sure yeah but i didn't feel like you run away was very angry at all i feel like it was sad no yeah you run away i think he was like i think he was feeling hurt then yes yes so it's you run away then it's golden Mm -hmm. boy and then it's i agree and this one i feel like he does vacillate a lot but he does so in classic bnl style because i feel like he pivots right he says like you know oh steve i hope you go somewhere better and then in parentheses afterwards, he's like, yeah, away from me, right? Like, <laughs> go where you'll glitter. Away. Go, go, go where you'll glitter. Away. And he says, like, you know, uh, I mean, to paraphrase, like, think of me when you're when you're deep in the shit, when you're, like, fucking up. I hope you think of me, but I also kind of hope you're not lonely. Like, I, ho- I hope things work out for you, but, uh, but I hope you think of me when things are bad. Um, because I I want to be there to rub it in your face. So yeah, I mean, so there's, cause, cause, there's sort of a glimmer of I don't know acceptance in this one too, right? Yeah. Where he's like, but, I don't I don't like you, and I yeah you know, we weren't good for each other, but I think you know I don't think you're fundamentally a bad person. Sure. And I I think that the song tries to do something and fails because I think the whole catch of the song <laughs> is like. I don't care. I don't care. Just go. I don't care. But you're writing a song about it, Ed. Like, <laughs> you can't. You can't write a whole album about how it's fine. Whatever. No big deal. Because that clearly betrays your intentions here. Um, I don't know. I like that. I wanted to talk about that. Everybody sees right through you line mm-hmm. because the the thing that immediately follows that up um, is that that was the plan all along, uh, implying the same thing that it implies in I have learned, which is that. Um, Steve, Ed is implying that Steve like self-immolates maybe for the pity of it all. Like he wants or needs that attention, so he blows up because you know he gets too close to the sun. Or it, it just makes me feel like this is not the first time that this has happened, but it is the last time that the band was like, "No more, bud. We covered up for it before." You know, well, this is it. no, you'll get no argument from me there. It seems like Steve yeah. wants attention. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You I know mean... what? I would, <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> Does let me ask you this. Does the meaning of the song ruin the song? Or does it enhance? Because this song is so bitter and angry. I love the sound of it. But listening to it makes me sad and makes me upset at Ed, upset at Steve. Like, I feel like knowing the story makes the song a little worse. Yeah, this is like an ignorance is bliss situation for you. Whereas (laughs) if you had walked in and you're like, oh, this is just a song about somebody who doesn't like somebody else. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. A uh, perfect example that you bring up all the time, and I think we've brought up on a podcast before, is uh, that Fastball song. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought that was a cool, like, alt-rock song, but now it makes me really sad to hear two old people going into the desert to die together. It makes me happy. Like, that they want. <laughs> this is what they wanted. I know, but... You we know, should I'm all gonna... be so lucky to walk into the desert and die with someone we love. <laughs> That's gotta be a painful death, just running out of food and water. Dying of heat stroke? Old people go real quick, Saker. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's any less painful. Um, yeah, we're kind of hitting all my lyrical points. The only other lyrical thing I had is uh, uh, when he says, um, "Yeah, you entered the code that made you explode." Yeah. You entered the code that made you 
thought you said went to I, the lyrics on the Google thing said went to the cone that made you explode, and I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah, that doesn't there make any a, sense. There were a lot of wrong lyrics on Google. There's another line I didn't write it down uh, that was also wrong on Google because I was like, uh, I'm listening to this. It's not right. Yeah, went to the cone to make you explode, but it's entered the code to make you explode. I think it's a pretty obvious reference to the secret ending in Maniac Mansion for the NES. Uh, where you can enter a secret code into the panel behind the door and just make the mansion explode. Um, oh, yeah? I'm not sure if that's a game they played together, or if that's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard, hard to say, but it's clearly, clearly an obvious Clearly reference. that? Yeah. I, I, come on. Come <laughs> on. What other thing you enter a code into and it explodes? Um, lyrically, Bom- what else? Bombs. What? what yeah, Bams. all right, fair enough. <laughs> Bams. Um, what other notes did you have? What do you think? I think we hit pretty much everything. Like, it's a pretty straightforward song once you unpack the the relational, you know, friction between Steve and Ed. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what else it could be about. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking obvious. I mean, there's he's he's hitting the nail on the head. Of, like I said, Steve is the metaphor man. Ed mm-hmm. is just he has a hammer and every fucking thing is a nail to him. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, I guess musically, like I liked. Ed, for some reason, and I'm not sure if this is just me, Ed's voice felt different in this one. I felt like he was exper- he's was he been experimenting with new like vocal stylings. Yeah. Um, where this one, he sang kind of a little bit more nasally and higher. Like, so it got, I got a real like, um, like, I'm trying to think of, band, like, Chicks Dig It or like the Dead Milkmen vibe from this. Where, oh, but I mean, okay. there's extreme examples, but like, um, it, it just felt like he was a little bit more nasally than normal, and I, I kind of liked it. Like, I like that he's trying to to just to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, I I dig that too. I dig that they're still experimenting. I think it's good they're still experimenting as a new four piece. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, he does do one of the same things that he does on um on How Long, which is like a how it went down. He's given those <laughs> those big growls uh real hard this album. Take your way to go about things i'm mm-hmm. again i can imagine how people would be really turned on by that. not me not me but man i just i get it you know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I get it i get it yeah uh let me tell you what i had a a, a very big smile on my face this whole song because buddy hand claps yep i heard him <laughs> so excited yep yep there's oh, some clappers goodness. all right you got yeah. the clap Oh yeah, this this song has the clap. Let me tell you, isolated those handcuffs felt kind of sporty to me because they, they were like they were fat. They weren't. Some of them were on beat, and then they they kind of syncopated it too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit near the end of the song. very like let's get it going bare naked ladies um but yeah i i fucking i love those hang i love that natural percussion sounds so good um, and i mean they went they went on beat in the chorus but didn't really grab me the chorus i think the chorus took a lot of time to grow on me at first i was listening to it and i didn't like it at all yeah and i didn't really like the song very much and then it's just this is one of this is a grower not a shower for me i felt like i felt like it was a little too even though it's only a little over three minutes, I felt like it was too long for me. Wow. Every time this song ended, I found myself wanting more. I wished it oh, were longer. That's how I was with Jerome. Just oh. cue, it, cue it right back up. Hell no. I mean, it's fine. But this song was... Jerome was not a bop. Jerome was not something that mm. I could put on that just like 
flew by and made me feel like I was in a convertible with the top down with my four best friends. <laughs> I don't know. You're a, you're a you're a pop troll and I'm a sad troll. That's almost certainly true. Yeah, I would I would say so. Um, and there's a lot of uh, but we can coexist. Pop- I suppose so. We are friends, aren't we? Yep, and we have our we have our troll movie connection. Our uh, our McElroy boys were on the troll movie. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> See, I wrote in talking about the chorus. I wrote I absolutely love the chorus. It's a quick in and out, but it's catchy as hell. It's euphoric. It's victorious. Like. I like I said, it, it was. I felt. I felt like they were trying to. from a bnl chorus Try so i think that to do what have a catchy chorus oh i don't know it, it just right. felt it just felt it felt like they were trying to make it catchy and it didn't catch me but then of course it came back like i found it was catchier than i thought i didn't really sure. like it very much but it stuck with me sure sure absolutely uh yeah i i i would say that it it definitely is one that's gonna stick with me um I cannot, I mean, some songs I will look at the title to. I think mm-hmm. about this with Home a lot, um, which I can now summon in my brain. But like Golden Boy, immediately, I think Golden Boy, and I hear, hey, Golden Boy. <laughs> it's like a, a 60s, like, kind of Partridge Family-esque sort of. Especially when they go, take you away from yourself. And we hear the guitar with like the, like it's something like a Mentos commercial. Don't let the darkness into Chorus reminded me a lot of uh, Down to Earth, but without oh. all the interesting bits and way lower energy. Uh, yeah, okay, I can hear the comparison. Uh, I don't know if it's like, lower energy to me, but I can hear the comparison. Like yeah. We're gonna put in uh, the chorus from this song here. Now we're gonna put in the chorus <laughs> from Down to Earth here. And I just, I think it's just the Kev, Kev synthesizer going, wee, wee, boop, boop, boop. Does it also remind like, you of like need... alcohol? Where, where, we? Yeah, I get another. That's another on beat uh, <laughs> chorus. Yeah, I guess. So I just, I'm, I'm hearing like. I wanted this to be down to earth or alcohol, and it wasn't. So it it it, and again, that's yeah. on me. That's my. That's no, me. Not I, that's not I the think, BNL. Boys. I mean, every obviously music podcasts are stupid because everything is objective. Like nothing, nothing, nothing we're saying makes sense. Like to anyone but ourselves. I can hear people nodding along, maybe, but uh, you know, I just, I don't know. It, you you comparing it to two songs that fucking rule. I I'm gonna take that as a win for uh for Golden Boy here. I don't know. Even though you're comparing it unfavorably. Oh, wipe me off. Wipe me off. <laughs> no, I was trying to wipe something on my screen, but it's actually something on the back <laughs> of my wall. <laughs> um, yeah, the bridge, too, I thought was, I wrote it the exact same. That euphoric, victorious, the drum work by Ty, the pop vocals by Ed. I feel like everybody just fucking hit their mark in this song. Everybody was on it, on their game at the same time. Really? Yes. No, 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 you're not a quitter. So don't, don't, don't. 
about that sweet green album solo though in my notes green album solo could have been something <laughs> special yeah it sucks i hate it that's the only part where i was like come on ladies you can do better than this uh and even on some of the verses uh it has that green album energy of like following the words specifically by the way if this is your first time listening new listeners a green album solo is where they just do the same sound as the chorus except on a guitar instead of on vocals um yeah that sucked you're 100 percent right um tell you what was super cool for me though was that fake out ending were you into that um, you don't uh, even know. I must not have been because I don't remember <laughs> it, it. It ends on a minor note, it like, brr, mm-hmm. but then it goes like, and then it ends on a major <laughs> note. Like it seems like it's going to like go out, which I think is kind of indicative of the song as a whole. Like, God, we lost Steve. Like things are going to be bad. But you know what? Wait a second. We can fucking do this. We're the bare naked ladies, and they all jump into the air and then freeze frame while oh, credits roll over their faces. sum the energy up in this song in kind of of one little uh riff there one little slip yeah one little slip um the ending had some real kev energy just say say the words Mm -hmm. over and over and over again somebody else's (laughs) house somebody else's house well they didn't say it quite enough for it to be kev (laughs) they have to repeat it for at least a quarter of the song has to be them repeating the the final line I, i don't feel like kev really had much of a hand in this song but he's great on the backups as well uh, mm-hmm. he's just kind of a delight he's good my our little kev boy is so good yeah i mean he's always a good noodler he's a good noodle boy sexy little mm-hmm. noodle boy kev um mm-hmm. ebbo did you have anything else to say about this song Mm-mm. it's hard because either the songs are very bad and i'm not into them or the songs fucking rule and i'm like well i guess i i don't have a whole lot to say about this one it just ruled um so okay interesting and yet the song portion usually takes about a half hour no matter what uh-huh and uh hey what do you know <laughs> i think we got there <laughs> um live uh did you catch the one live video that exists on the internet i did not okay it's the first time they ever played the song uh they are in and then they stop that's the one where they stop halfway through and they go no 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 this no, one no. bad no this Forget one's it. no okay oh. never mind guys sorry guys let's start yes. over you guys want to hear you guys want to hear one week again <laughs> Um, it actually, it sucks. Have you ever, has that ever happened to you? Where you like trying out a new song and you're like, no, I don't like this one at all. Oh yeah. Because you, I've, I've never performed, I mean, I've performed with like an orchestra or something. We're not playing our own music, but like where you, you and Cliff are up on stage and you're like looking at each other like, no, this is stinky. We don't like, <laughs> well, and then they like, you know, like stop halfway through and start a new song. We've never gone that far. We've at least finished the song, but usually there's a. There, there's there's a point where I, I, I'm making the video, because it takes me forever to make these, because we play a video with every song we do, and I'm making the video, I'm mm-hmm. listening to the instrumental over and over again, and I'm like, actually, this sucks. This is bad. So I'll usually have that uh, that revelation beforehand, but there have been a few songs that we've gone on stage and played them, and the crowd did not react, and we showed them forever. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, this sucks. Ed does not sound good in this live version. I'm not sure if there's a bad monitor or something, but he sounds rough. Um, I'm really shocked. It sounded these all these early versions are exactly the same song to like the note. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a couple gets on stage in the video and then gets thrown off by security. It's very, very oh, good. No. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, someone by the name of Uh-oh. Bibliotecarina one month ago commented on this video and said, Hi, Saker. Love it. You oh. gotta love it. That's the same uh, person who said hi, Evan, last song. So I'm super into this person who's... They're, they're doing God's get, work, leaving me those messages. They're getting you. I do, I do want... I want they're the doing big, the Christian God's work. That's correct. They're doing G-D's work, and they are helping mm-hmm. us. I want the Brain Naked Ladies to be confused. I want us to be such an army, leaving high Sakers and high Evans on every video. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be fucked. Like, what is happening here? We, well, they know we exist, but... Do they? I don't think they... Yeah, because Steve, Steve said he'd heard about us, right? When you talked to him? I've never... Oh, oh, he said, oh. I'm, I do this podcast, and he said, he said, oh, I, th- I heard uh, that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. And uh, a previous guest of the show did text Ed about us, because she was friends with Ed, uh, if, you'll, mm-hmm. if you'll recall. Um, so, yeah, luck. I mean, they know, they know of us, yes, they but know of us. Th- they right. have wisely decided to keep <laughs> yes. uh, some <laughs> professional distance between, because we would, I believe the word is cheapen the brand. <laughs> I think that's probably true. We're not good for their brand. With all of our talk of, uh, of, of dicks and butts and paints. You're right. No, I feel like that is 100% That's their unreal. brand. Or at least it at least it used to be. Yeah, they're, right? they're more serious nowadays. I don't yeah, know if you saw that yeah. black and white photo of them on their the cover of All in Good Time, but they're the, a real the band. black and white photo of all their their butts and yeah. stuff. But at the same time, like their their concert poster with a when they did the Alanis Morissette tour, like with her, they were all naked there. Yeah, that was earlier though. That was like stunt era. But yeah, I don't know. Was it? Yeah, cuz yeah. I thought it was a more recent tour. Oh, my boy, that's uh that's the Peep Show tour. I believe that was for everything to everyone. I don't remember. Okay, so that was still I, I'm thinking I'm thinking of it like it was like, so that's like 2005, but I'm thinking of it Yes. Okay, so but I, that's still 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. um Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh so, uh Ebo, I think hmm. we've exhausted our friend Golden Boy. What do you have to say about movies well get out your white power symbols and your lightning bolts because this is about <laughs> thor 2011 <laughs> truly you took me off guard and i knew what it was i, <laughs> I was I had... for uh for listeners we this is the second time we're recording this movie review we had some technical difficulties so We've i've had, been uh, yeah. For I the tried to throw a little, a little, a little English on it, or I should say a little, a little Nor- Nordic on it. I should say that there has been a week between the last moment that you heard, listeners. We usually don't peek behind the curtain like this, but I, this I think is we a... always peek behind the curtain like this. That's true. We do talk a lot about our process, don't we? Hey, that's probably... what the listeners come for. They come for some sweet insights into our thought processes. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a very, we'll just put it out of the line, a very different energy, I think, <laughs> this we'll see. half of the episode. We'll see. I think Full it's going to be down. seamless. So, See, uh, maybe directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh, who you may remember as Gilderoy Lockhart from the Harry Potter franchise. I didn't know that that was the same guy. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it stars, of course, Crip Hammy, uh, Hemsworth, <laughs> uh, Natalie uh-huh. Portman. Wait, Tom is Hibbles. Hammy his nickname? Chris yeah. Hammy Hepsworth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It's because of the sandwiches he would eat every day at, uh, at <laughs> what do they call it in Australia? Grammar school? First, sure. First agent but see nobody at this movie shoot knew him from grammar school which means he introduced it he's like call me hammy <laughs> so he likes it he embraces that well, the thing was he wanted to he wanted to push forward his comedic stylings because mm-hmm. i mean as we've seen chris hemsworth actually has quite a good like has quite good timing and is kind yeah, of a funny guy for sure but that's one of the problems i think in thor the first thor is that he's forced to play it straight like the whole time yeah and i think that i mean granted there's a bit of uh like 
pulp superhero-ness of Thor. But yeah. the whole like um the whole the whole um conceit for the movie is sort of a I wouldn't call it a hero's journey because he starts as a hero and like has to learn humility, which he very much does not learn. It's like the human's journey. It's a strange reversal of a uh, like he's learning how to be a person instead yeah. of a god. Yeah. So um you got Thor, you got Odin, you got all the people in Asgard who are battling frost giants. And the reason sure. I call this a sci-fi movie review, as you remember, um the Asgardians don't have they have magic, I guess. But it's really super science is what right. they use, right? Yes. So there's spells and whatnot. I mean, I guess they're magic and shit, but they've got like tesseracts and spaceships and like laser guns and things. Yeah. Boy, it's so, it's truly, you know, magic is is just science that we don't understand. Well, yeah, it's it's it's, it's like a Star Wars sort of space opera setting where sure, like you sure. don't really, I mean, I mean, they're flying around in fucking spaceships, right? Sure. So it's definitely yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> all right all right that's a sci-fi okay you don't well, have to justify it to me you're yeah, just I, I, it to I the just, listeners i i wanted to so uh thor that's and buds good. are confronting this big boss uh <laughs> yeah well, he's got like the warriors three right <laughs> yeah, i just like buds. my name thor and buds <laughs> and i uh i don't remember any of them except for hogan who was like the big like ch- like kind of kind of uh chungus guy who was, <laughs> always, who was always my favorite in the comic books because he always looked like he was having the best fucking time why do you think they call him big chungus instead of humongous chungus well, I, I just used that word. I don't know if... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think Big Chungus is what they actually call him at any no, given time. No, but Big Chungus is the meme. You don't know Big Chungus? Um, I'm sure I do. Okay, I, all right, I, never mind. I, I just came upon this completely... Happen- this just came out of my brain. Chungus <laughs> is a word that I invented just now. Sure, sure, okay. It's parallel thinking. I it's think that's probably the... Humongous Chungus is harder to fit on, like, a little a little um picture of a, a cat. Yeah, or, or yeah. A, or an overweight dachshund. Sure, like, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> right so yeah. thor and buds confront this big boss giant and buds including the warriors three and his brother loki Whoa. who is the breakout star from this show obviously played by tom hipplestip <laughs> tom, tom the turkey pipplestip <laughs> yep the turkey tom hipplestip sure. famous for his uh love of jimmy john's slim jim turkey subs That's no correct. toppings yeah um so they uh, beat up the giants, but it turns out there was like a peace treaty or something between Odin and the giants. So Odin gets pissed off and Thor is up in his face. So instead of, uh, you know, resolving it normally, they Thor decides to banish, or, or I mean, sorry, Odin decides to banish Odin, of course, played by um, the big uh, Anthony Hopkins. Big the big old, Anthony Hopkins. The big old Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> the chunk is uh, Using uh, Heimdall to banish uh, Thor to Earth via a wormhole machine that's sure. like the, the rainbow bridge or something and the heimdall of course played to the consternation of every white supremacist who oh, watched this movie right. by my beloved one of my beloved actors idris elba uh-huh who was too good of an actor for this movie <laughs> it's true <laughs> he was yeah he was like on a totally different level than everybody else he was in scenes with but he yeah. was never in, i mean natalie portman is sort of the same where she's they she was criminally underused in this movie and uh very used very badly i think but it still comes together as an okay movie. I mean, he's basically, it's a, you know, they take his powers away, send him to New Mexico. He falls in love with Jane Foster, who is played by Portman. And then she's got a quirky sidekick, Darcy Lewis. And then Eric Selvig, who's this like scientist guy played by Skellen Skarsgård. Or is it Stellan Skarsgård? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, um, and Thor is trying to get his hammer back. and But Odin put a curse on it that only the worthy can lift it. So he breaks into the, so Thor breaks into the shield facility and tries to take his hammer back. But he can't lift it because he's not noble enough. <laughs> oh, no. And Loki, meanwhile, finds out that he's a giant boy. He's actually half frost giant or some shit. Or yeah. is maybe a full frost giant. No one I've knows. forgotten all of this. And the best part is, is that like he goes to like reveal this to Odin. And Odin's like, 
I, I'm really tired. I have to fall into Odin's sleep. Like, he, like, fucking falls asleep mid-sentence because he used too much power. <laughs> Don't remember any of this movie. So, like, Loki takes over and uh, lets the bad giant boss, um, his daddy or whatnot, come to Asgard and attempt to kill Odin. But the point is, she, he's actually going to trick... Because he's Loki and he's working wheels within wheels. He's actually going to trick the giants and um, slaughter them and then become the hero of Asgard and uh, get Odin to love him. But sure. Odin doesn't love him and will never love him. Sure. So uh, Thor, meanwhile, uh, o- uh, Loki sends a uh, deus ex machina machine, a big thing called the Destroyer to hunt o- hunt Thor. And then they it comes to Earth. It's like a big fucking robot, you know? Mm-hmm. I think. And uh, it blows up some shit, and Thor is like, uh, "Oh no, I don't have my powers." But then he like sacrifices himself for his friends, and and ostensibly learns a lesson, but doesn't actually learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, basically, the point was Loki was trying to double cross the big giant using the Rainbow Bridge to destroy Jotunheim and destroy all the fire uh, ice giants. But Thor stops him. Toot toot toot! Blows up the Rainbow Bridge. And Loki asks if Odin loves him. Odin says no. So Loki pretends to commit suicide. End of story. Cool, good story. Yeah. Um. So, so he's the golden. I get. I, I get. It. Thor's the golden boy. Sure, um, sure, yeah. sure. And the thing is, like, this would be sung, I guess, from I think Loki's perspective. This mm-hmm. song. Um. And it's just about how his his fraught relationship with Thor. And I mean, their relationship contextualizes and gets a lot more deep as the movies progress, and they get directors who are willing to go a little bit more far with the source material, like the um Taika Waititi, the Thor Dark Journey. Oh no! Wait, no. Thor. It was uh, a. Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Yeah, Ragnarok. And I think that I think the Dark World movie too was I don't know. I liked that one better than I liked the first one. I, didn't I just like hate... that one because the enemies were just black people. Oh, I didn't I guess they were, they were, it's quote, they were unquote, They were do- quote unquote dark elves, but they were all played by black people in like elf face. You know? Don't don't make me confront my own subconscious and, internalized weird racism. <laughs> That's not what that the show is about. I like that movie because it was more like Zimzam space shit. Yes, where, exactly. And that's where, where Thor twenty the, the the first Thor movie shined when it was on in Asgard and they were like yes. flying around in spaceships and shooting hammers into the sky and like yeah. you know suns out guns out and then it right. was like kind of like oh by the way let me just throw the brakes on here and send you to New Mexico somebody else's house don't let your hair fall out just hang your hat at somebody else's house you mean Natalie Portman's house oh shit Jane Foster okay all yeah. right so okay tell me I'm wrong. Tell no, me you wanted something else. You 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 linked that one. Oh wait, is that a line from the song? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, it's been a while since you uh, listened yes, to the song. It's been a week, but... in fact. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, sure. So what what was the code? What was the code that made him explode? <laughs> um, I think it was the one where uh, by explode like p- explosion. He's not really exploding physically, but like theoretically, when he gets his powers back, the code is lifting Mjolnir. Oh. Um, the code is humility, right? Explode with power. And the thing okay. is, like the the whole goal was to teach him humility, but the humility he learns is still is to teach him that he's not a superhero sort of thing. Yeah. But the way he breaks this by entering the code, more or less, is by sacrificing himself for others, which is still yeah. a fucking heroic move. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if he'd learned humility, what it would be was him standing aside and letting them like stand on their own, or like supporting them without like you know making himself the focus but at the same time that would make for a really boring movie yeah it definitely would (laughs) so as usual hashtag loki was right uh i think we can agree on that Uh much loki no Um, jokey loki no jokey ev boy i think Mm. it's time to rate this song 
As usual, have we rate this song at a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. Bare naked being the best the song can be and fully clothed being the worst. So, Ev, as usual, we start with you. What did you think about this song? You know, I can't remember. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> Does not bode no, well for this I've podcast. Been, uh, I've been a... Uh, um... This is one of those songs that I didn't really, it didn't gel with me at first. I think mm. you, you'll be able to easily tell from my review, which I absolutely, <laughs> my, my descriptions of it, which I absolutely remember. It didn't gel for me at first, but it stuck with me. That like, uh-huh. hey, golden boy, like it's just been popping into my head. I mean, not like summertime levels. Right. So this is like, hmm, I'm going to a, um, not consignment store. What are those? A pawn shop. And I walk in there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, they're, they're like, I walk by the pawn shop and I see 50% off all gold. Okay. <laughs> all gold jewelry. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, this seems interesting. And I walk in there and I find out that it's all fake gold, which sure. is fine, which makes it even fucking cheaper. So I walk in there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really like bling myself up. So I get a, um, I get a gold lame shirt. I get a like a chain, a big old gold chain. I get a big old belt with a big old honking burly brass or gold buckle. I get okay. gold buckles for my shoes. I get um, a wallet chain with a gold on it. I get a grill. I get rings for my fingers, rings for my toes, rings for my <laughs> eyes, and rings for my nose. Oh, okay. I like this, Doctor Seuss. Keep going. Yeah. And I get a big old gold, like a big old shiny hat, like one of those um, Happy New Year hats. Okay, so good. It's like Happy New Year twenty. 2000 uh the 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 virus is real or something like that (laughs) and i get one of those party poppers because you know what i'm going to a new year's party and i want to be the best dressed boy at the ball okay so i get to the party and uh i'm blinging and singing but as the night goes on um you know gold is fucking heavy and i just want to have a good time so as i'm drinking i'm taking off shit and I'm, I'm putting it back on, taking it off. So I end up at, at like at the stroke of midnight, I end up partially undressed. Um, okay. I've still got, a, actually, I've taken all my rings off because, you know, rings are uncomfortable for me. Um, I've probably taken the rings out of my toes and my eyes and my nose. I've still <laughs> got my eye rings. Jesus. I've still got my party hat. They're like, um, it, an eye ring is like a monocle, but without any glass in it. Oh, okay. That's better than what I thought it would be. So thank you Which for that. Which is quite like, <laughs> I want you to pierce my earlids, yeah. my eyelids. <laughs> well, you go to Claire's and you just have them put that needle gun right through your eyeball there. Yep. And uh, you get a little ring installed. Get a little uh, ring thing. Maybe they could put like an O-ring just right through the middle so you can hang something off of there. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the one that will make our listeners puke. This get is a good septum app. piercings. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, barefoot. I've got my golden pants on. No, actually, I've changed my golden pants out for some sort of shorts because the party's popping off and I'm hot. So I'm okay. in shorts, golden fucking LeMay t-shirt, gold chain, and a, and a hat. And this is like, so it's it's um not a great outfit, but it's the one people are going to remember for the, okay. new, for the new year. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay, so you're memorable, but not super naked. A little bit naked. Yeah. You're showing some yeah. skin. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is not a bad song. I think this is like solidly in the middle of the pack as far as bnl songs go for me okay all right um so here's what i do um i hear that there is uh i'm i like this song so somebody tells me there's a golden boy convention uh down the way at the gccc the greater columbus convention center and i say oh shit god damn i I think you could fill the greater columbus convention center with like 
a BNL convention or just oh, a, for this song? Just just this song, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck, we've, I can't uh, wait. We've rented room 201 in the Franklin Suite <laughs> for everyone who loves the song Golden Boy <laughs> by the band BNL. <laughs> this is the announcement they put on over the uh, the PA system at the GCCC. Local podcasting host has come to do a talk on the on BNL Golden Boy. <laughs> I I. Man, you know we would get invited to a BNL convention in Columbus. We would be keynote speakers. Oh, Jesus. If it was uh, a real BNL convention, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not, actually, because they don't want us there. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I'll forgive the things that we forgot. <laughs> um, so I get all dressed up in my my uh, maroon t-shirt, my maroon button-up and gray suit jacket and little wireframe so, glasses. Maroon, like, as in, like, maroon as in the color or maroon like as in the album? Maroon as in... The exact costume that Stephen Page is wearing in the One Week video, because okay. I want I'm going to my best BNL cosplay mm-hmm. to this Golden Boy event. And is since that there was never the yellow Boy, glasses, yeah, it's they're like a kind of a golden wire frame. They're mm-hmm. they're weirdo glasses there. Um, so uh, I get in my costume and I go, and when I get there, people are like wearing like bikinis and like very Just, little clothes you thought like, it was a golden boy convention but it's actually a summertime convention oh i wish buddy but it's actually a golden boy convention oh. it's a convention for the anime golden boy the uh he uh uh 2000 no 19 something anime when did golden boy come out boy that's a good question uh uh Let's see, 1992, 1995 anime, Golden Boy, which is a perverted little uh, fun romp uh, through a delivery messenger boy's uh, life. Um, and so I'm like, well, I, I, you know what? I can't. I'm overdressed for this convention. People are looking at me weird. So I get into one of the bathrooms. I strip down to my my boxer shorts and I go back out and uh, I have a blast at this Golden Boy and convention because I love I love every Golden Boy. <laughs> they still don't like me. <laughs> I love this song. I love the anime. I love the 2019 New Zealand sitcom of the same name. I love it all, Ev. (laughs) Just Google Golden Boy. I was explaining my uh, read. It's very possible that I did. Um, So yeah, I was a big fan of this one. I'm down to boxer shorts by the end of it. I I thought that this would fit onto an old BNL CD. I thought I thought it ruled. So, well, let's hope our next segment rules when Hmm, we're back. I guess my question is then. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> You're not back. <laughs> we never left. I guess your next my, my question would be then if this was on a previous CD, let's say we put it on um Ugh, would I like it? Yeah, maybe you should drive. Let's put it on yeah. that one. Um Or no, let's put it on Bare Naked Ladies or Me. Like I okay. feel like that's that's the energy I'm getting from this song. Who would it be about? Because it wouldn't be about Steve. Ooh, I thought you were gonna ask if it would do well on an already strong CD. That too. Yeah. Um well in answer to that question, no. <laughs> I think I would probably dislike it in that case. But I think we have to surround it by the context of the CD. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, who would it be about? Gold Andy? Boy. <laughs> and Jim would be singing it, of course, right? Oh, God. No, actually, that's Kevin. Sorry. That's Kev, yeah. I'm trying to what think is, what like is your Jim impression? Jim impression? I don't know. I'm trying to like think. Like It's like... Hey, golden boy! Like I can't really <laughs> just like f- frenetic sort of. I can't. Of. I can't get it. Like I don't have a. G- I don't have a good gym voice. We saw, we saw it. Uh, this is my golden. Um, that's, hey, that's your golden that's your, boy. Hey, golden boy. It's like fucking Pee Wee Herman. Is that what we're doing here? It might be. It might be. He has a. He has a kind of a Pee Wee Herman esque uh, a quality to him, don't you think? No, I think he has a. He has an earnestness in his voice that none of the other band members bring. I like think. a Jim Varney-esque? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is that what you mean by earnestness? Yep, scared stupid. <laughs> okay. 
like Jim Cregan is scared stupid. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Very Good Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Ev. Mm, guess you answered my question there. <laughs> I'm not Ooh, keeping boy. that other part in, so Ooh, yes, boy. I did. How, how long would you want to live? Um, fuck. I don't get to choose anybody else's lifespan. So, like, mm-hmm. my partner can't be alive for the same mm-hmm. amount of time. But oh. you, can live, you can live as long as you want to, but you have to choose it now. Okay. Not knowing the future. 36. I mean, That's it? <laughs> just going to go one more good year and then get out while the getting's good. Seriously? I No, no, God, no. Although I am, I, got, I have to say, my dad died in July of 2016. Let's bring it down, way down. Mm-hmm. So he did not live to see any of the Trump presidency, which has a certain je ne sais quoi to it. Like, I kind of want to die when things are good, just so I never have to see the bad shit happen, right? Um, so I don't know. I would, I'm going to live to 82. That seems okay. fair. I'm not yeah. decrepit, but I'm I've had a good life. I probably get to see some grandchildren, maybe a great grandchild. I don't know. Well, let's say let's say let's let's sweeten the pot and let's say you can live as long as you want and you'll stay not youthful, but you'll like basically stop physically aging in your like mid 40s. Right. So you're not going to be like a spring chicken, but you're not going to be like old and decrepit either you're sure. like you're like a solid like a, you're gonna stop aging solidly in middle age sure uh i would live to the age of 122 years and 165 days oh okay uh i just want to break that record the guinness <laughs> i want to be forever immortalized in the guinness book of world records as the oldest person uh jesus somebody lived to 122 yeah. fuck that's nuts um unfortunate i feel like her life was not good by the end yeah i mean Um, people who live that long tend to have longer good spells too like they're not like malingering for 40 years right sure sure so like like people who are exceptionally long lived have they they age slower yeah physically so you're still you're you're probably in their 90s that person was like somebody in their like 70s yeah that's that's not bad i'm guessing that life how about you What, what age would you live to Oh, that's a tough question because I, I really, really, really want to see how things work out, okay. but I don't want to get there. Okay, <laughs> like, sure. And I don't know. Like, I feel. I mean, I, all the people I've lost still sit with me, right? Sure. Like my, my dad, obviously, but all the friends who have died, my friends who have died, and people I've known who have died, like I still think of them, and they still sit sadly. And I'm trying to think of like how that would be when everyone I I, have, I do care about now has died. Yeah. So I'm going to guess uh, 122 years and 166 days. Okay, good. <laughs> you want to break my record? Fuck. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. You're a shithead. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't break your record because you're younger than me. So I would put a record that you couldn't break. Oh, my God. You, you would be true. like, you'd be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to live one more day and I'm going to beat Evan. <laughs> me to choose right now you price is right at me damn fucking right <laughs> you fucking now you get to be on the showcase showdown in heaven you're done you're done you're oh basic. that sucks yeah. it sucks that you just did that what a bummer for me oh boy well it was a good run i guess and i get nothing out of it yeah but hey you'll have like um you'll have like three years three or four years after i die of mm. being like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you'll fall. Well, no, short. you made me choose right now. I know what's going to happen. So I have to live three oh, years yeah. of like, fuck, fuck this guy. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I just get to, but buddy, we would be together 
long past everyone else that we loved had died. Yeah, yeah, we'd be <laughs> like is, a it's a vampire oh, only lovers left alive. Sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, that's kind of fun. We would get to be we would get to be uh, buddies together in in the uh, in yeah, we'd the, get to sit and uh, play I don't like know what the uh, fuck music, is going like, on on we play our guitars. Ev, um, do you know what else will last forever? Of course, the answer <laughs> to ask it why you take a drink so you cannot answer. The answer is anime. And of course, we have Okashina Podcast on the network. Join producer and host Sabrina Ray from A Cruel Angels Podcast and her childhood friend Dawn as they discuss odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Deep Maybe dives. We would be childhood friends. Uh, you and I? Yeah. No, because you were kind of like. You were. Uh, you went to shows. You were like a. Po- not popular, but you were. You had things that you liked that weren't nerdy, right? Like, like childhood. I mean, I'm like childhood friends. Like we're in elementary school. Oh, let's say we're the same age. Everybody gets along in childhood. You don't. There's no yeah, basis. I mean, like, we're talking like. I mean, I had by the time I was in fourth, fifth grade, I had like a clique of friends that I hang hung out with. Yeah, that's probably true. I guess. See, here's here. I think the biggest thing would be proximity. Like, yeah. do you live close enough for me to bike to your house? Therefore, we would be friends. Like, I don't know. You had a yeah, Nintendo. Let's say, let's say we live in each other's neighborhood. I did yeah. not have a Nintendo. You had a Nintendo, so I would probably be friends with you. Okay, sure. Yeah, be my friend, bud. That's fine. <laughs> bike on over. Let's do it. Of course, are we the same age, or are you yeah, four years the, older than me uh, as you the, are now? The presupposition is we're the same age. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, then uh, I'd say, why not? Let's let's what do would, that. What would you say would be your favorite memory of our childhood together? Like, oh, what, what, boy. Let's, let's make a memory. Let's make a memory right now for everyone. Do you remember? Remember the time when I shot you between the eyes with a BB gun? When I died? Yeah, we were almost 12, but God, we looked 13. Yes. <laughs> Thinking back upon those things. My baby blues. I remember yeah. that. I guess I'm sure. just a child ghost now. Thanks, Sager. <laughs> it's okay. You'll live to be 122 ghost years. It's fine. <laughs> um, what is that, what's that in human years? <laughs> I think uh, 40. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, dear boy. <laughs> Uh, November 2nd, uh, keep your hands off Aizoken, Row Row Wolf, it's a raccoon dog, the new episode that just came out, uh, you can check it out, it's so, so good. That was Unbelievably a lot good. of words together that didn't necessarily, like, gel for me. Keep your hands off Aizoken, Row Row Wolf, it's a raccoon dog. Yeah. yeah I don't know, again, in the history of us doing bad commercials for this, for this podcasting network, this so makes- What's the punctuation in that? Like, keep your hands off, comma, Isoken. Is that it's, like an, a proper name? It's it's keep your hands off, Isoken. Don't know who Isoken is. M dash, row, row, wolf, comma, it's a raccoon dog, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, oh, I mean, keep your hands off, Isoken is an anime. We're figuring this uh, out as we go along. Okay. Okay. All right. Row, row, wolf, it's a raccoon dog might be the episode name or something. Well, Fuck. We got it. It's easy. Yeah, easy, easy peasy. We decoded it. All right, you Jesus. guys don't need to listen to this podcast. Yeah, we're um, do- <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. We did it. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time when we spin this big wheel and figure out what segment we are going to do today. Oh, boy, if we get a narrator one, that could be a lot of fun. Nope. In the car, this track is on your road mix. What songs oh. come before and after and why? Oh, before man. comes, is there a song called Silver Boy or Platinum Boy? Because that would be a great <laughs> thematic uh, thematic through line with, uh, with these songs. Um, I don't, we, we're watching the deterioration of a relationship, right? So I feel like mm-hmm. the track before maybe is a breakup song. This is the anger. And then afterwards, we have maybe the healing song, right? Does that seem like a good... 
a good uh, uh, pathway for this person to take, or do we want them to be sadder? Hmm. <laughs> I think that, like, if I were, I would give. So, what would happen would be a song about. I would like to a song about a relationship together. People a, a breakup, then sure. a song about um, one person, uh, like the gold, then Golden Boy, and then a song about like being fine on your own. Like okay. some, so I want to have like closure on this. So like, oh yeah, here I go again on my own. That's that one. a that one. very very good, uh, yeah. Post song. I think the the one beforehand should be "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. Okay. So, <laughs> or maybe uh, I don't. I'm I'm looking at breakup songs and I'm trying to figure out which one is the best breakup song or which one maybe pairs best with this. Um, hmm. Total Eclipse of the Heart. How about uh, Golden by Harry Styles? Brother, how about Bye 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 by NSYNC? Oh, there we go. <laughs> we were talking about NSYNC before the pod. So Bye Bye Bye, Into Golden Boy, Into Here I Go Again on My Own. Although I'm reading the lyrics of Harry Styles' is Golden, and it's yeah. actually pretty... You're so golden. I don't want to be alone. You're so golden. You're so golden. I'm out of my head. I know you're. I know that you're scared because hearts get broken. This is, a, this is a okay. pretty good... I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. So this is a good song from like the the narrator's perspective okay okay so that'd be like fun that. that'd be fun they both think that the other person is golden but they're really aluminium to some oh boy that one struck me right in the wrong place uh and then perhaps the song that follows that is of course the four season song silence is golden <laughs> where uh you know it's kind of that post breakup like i'm still watching you uh you know silence is golden but my eyes still see um, how could she uh, tell he deceived her so well? Pity she'll be the last one to know. Watching your ex's new relationship, like, mm. oh boy, she's with him. Ugh. Silence is golden, though. You know what? I'm glad to see her get her comeuppance because she was shitty to me. Perfect. Did you ever, did you ever um, like, look at your exes and see them with a uh, um, somebody else, and you're like, oh, wow, they really traded down from me. I. Do you ever feel that Schadenfreude? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever checked in with any of my exes. I don't. I, I don't Facebook stalk any of my exes, but but I'm still like Facebook friends with most of them. Oh really? So, like, they they occasionally. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I usually have pretty. Um, I wouldn't say amicable breakups, but like breakups where it's not bad enough that you want to like cut everyone off. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't communicate with any of my exes, but like you know, they're still tangential to my life right okay sure that checks out see i none of my breakups have been amicable so uh, <laughs> that might be i am apparently just a shitty person to be with well uh, i mean you're a, you're a bridge burner yes i am a, i'm a i'm a bridge burner i'm a barn and burner. i'm the kind of guy at the end of the relationship who walks away and lets the bridge deteriorate on its own <laughs> i don't know which of us is better or worse yeah i i like that clean break sometimes i think that's good uh, I am looking at one of my ex-girlfriends on Facebook right now. I sure hope Facebook doesn't like notify her. I'd say it's a trade. It I'd doesn't. Say it's a, I'd say it's a side trade. I'd say it's a, you know, yeah. he looks he looks like he's a, a good guy. He's handsome. He's wearing That's a nice, nice suit. Yeah. Handsome, I mean, handsomeness, uh, like, if you're handsome, you're automatically a better person. Then, oh, okay. So, then, wait, then I'm not sorry. Someone who's not handsome. You yeah. analyze the personalities of the people who your exes are with? No, no, no. I mean, like, if, if, they're, if they're good looking, then I assume they're a great person. Okay, sure. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that assumption. <laughs> oh, Evbo. Okay, so wait. Golden, Golden Boy, Silence is Golden. Is that our trio? Yes. Good for me. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our vivacious little violists is a violist someone who plays the violin no it's uh someone who plays the viola 
Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> a violinist to someone who plays the violin. Yeah, thank you. Uh, here is a email from our friend David. He actually Hi, David. sent us two emails. One is a comment and one is a question because he forgot to add a question in the first one. He says, Evbo and Sakey Sake. Hi, I'm a big fan of the podcast, Hi, which is which is odd considering how I'd heard maybe five songs before I started listening to it. Why did you start listening to it? <laughs> it's been helping me to keep sane during the last few months during my 1 a.m. shifts at work. Oh, it's always geez. a blast to listen to the song for the first time and think, hey, this is a nice little ditty. And then have two guys I've never met tell me it's actually about the Iraq war and also that it's awful. <laughs> In all seriousness, <laughs> I just listened to the uh, Better Good Ladies or Men wrap up and thought that the Spotify playlist for Saker's resequencing might look a bit lonely. So I went back and made playlists for all the other ones you boys have done. Oh, I tried wow. to get them as close to canon as possible. Unfortunately, I couldn't find back on Spotify. Ho- I sure hope no one else has wasted their time doing this. He made Saker and Evans, Bopes, Stunt, Maroon, EDE, Blam, and Blam and pay- playlists. So I'm going to attach those to the show notes here so everyone can nice. listen to are way shittier versions of these <laughs> albums with B-sides or sequence like they're movie monsters and we have to rank them all by how Evan thinks they're scary or some bullshit that uh, I can't It was remember. how dangerous they were, not how scary they are. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. He says, hope you guys like it and I'd be happy to put it together going into the PPE. Thanks again for all the laughs. Your squiggly little smoky, David. Oh, thank you, David. D- David, this is so fucking kind. And then he writes another email. Whoops, forgot to ask a question. <laughs> Prom is this weekend at Bare Naked High, and none of the BNL boys have dates. <laughs> Which song does each of them ask to go with them? Who gets rejected? How does it go? Thanks again. A fucking great question. Yes. We personify these songs all the time. So we might as well talk about uh, <laughs> who's going to go on a date with who. Uh, so. I feel like, okay, so Ed, Ed's easy. Ed goes on a date with grade nine. Oh, oh, interesting. Because it's the he was the only one who had a good because they called him Eddie, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, sure, sure, sure. I like that. Um, prom is this weekend at Bernie. Which is actually kind of creepy because prom is for like high school kids. It's for juniors and seniors. Okay, Grade nine yes. is freshman. Okay, so it's so he's asking a freshman to prom. You can a ask freshman, a, a freshman song. You can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bet that that gets you some side eye. Yeah. Um, like, oh, look at look at the senior who just asked a freshman to prom, but at the same time, like. Yeah, you kind of deserve a little bit of side eye. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know, that four-year difference. I had a lot of good freshman friends when I was a senior. Right, but did you, like, date any of them? I was thinking about it. Nikki, what's but up? Did, Looking did, at did you. you. Did you? <laughs> no, I did not. All right. Well, then I guess you're okay, Sake. I can keep yeah. doing this podcast with you. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think that, oh, boy, this is a heartbreaker, but I do think that uh, that um, Ty might bring Call Me Calmly. Uh, the song about a sex worker, because I think Ty's Ty's purpose is he wants to just fucking blow everybody away. He wants to like strut into this prom with the hottest woman on his arm and just be like, "Yeah, what's up?" So I think he hires an escort for the night. I don't know where he he scraped up the money from his dog, his job at McDonald's, his dog at McDonald's, and uh, put them all together to hire an escort for the night. And uh, oh, he's nice. he's he's making people jelly. I gotta tell you that much. Kevin, of course, brings another spin. Um, <laughs> Which oh, is no. nobody, but oh. he brings like he brings like a little picture of this woman that he's been uh, internet stalking, <laughs> and just tells everyone she couldn't make it. <laughs> hey everybody, I, I um, I had a really attractive girlfriend who couldn't make it. She's up in from she's in Canada. I don't sure. I don't actually know where she moved away, and I uh, I don't know where she is, but I'll find her. I'll and find then, her. Don't you worry. Ed says, uh, Kev, is this your girlfriend? Have you seen my love? No, no, it's a different girl. Different girl. <laughs> 
all the saddest songs. Um, let's see. I think, man, this is hard. I think that maybe Steve brings second best. Oh, I was going to say Steve brings uh, um, just a toy. Maybe. Is, is, is that talking about him or is that talking about her? Who's the toy in this relationship? I think that he brings like, a, um, he, he has enough self-loathing that, and like, um, I, I imagine Steve in high school, well, kind of, he's kind of quirky, but also he's got that hard edge to him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring a fucking blow up doll to prom. <laughs> okay. You know, so... and just, and just blow this, blow this sham wide <laughs> sure, open. Sure. So wait, kind wait of... till the te- the teachers are going to lose their fucking minds <laughs> when I walk into prom with a blow up doll on my uh-huh, arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, this is somebody that uh, is doing the tie method, except just doing a very cheap version of it. Well then uh, the blow up doll comes alive and murders people throughout the night <laughs> no this is a kim cattrall situation well it's a it's a, just a toy so it's a vengonzo situation oh sure 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 okay sure oh man we call this a classic vengonzo a classic vengonzo uh let's see i think that uh jim comes with some fantastic it's a yes. robot woman that he created in his lab. Oh, like weird she, science? Oh, she, he weird science. That's exactly what happens. His big brother, Chet, is picking on him the whole time. And he and Andy whip up this this uh, this girl from nothing. Chet Cregan. It's Chet canon now. <laughs> Holy shit, the elder Cregan. You know, I bet a young, a young Jim Cregan probably even looks like Anthony Michael Hall. Almost certainly. Yeah, absolutely. They're both readies. Reddies? Reddies. That's what we call them, uh, the redheads. Oh. oh. The gingers. <laughs> I see. The I thought janglers. you meant he was like ready to go. Like, the crimson He's a company. real ready. Uh, so wait, who who haven't we hit? We haven't hit everybody. Ed. What? No, who, who did Ed bring? Ed brought out uh, grade nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, wow, we hit everybody. Wow, that was so quick. So easy. <laughs> what a great segment. Thank it's you, like Dave. we're getting really good at this. <laughs> we were just, hey, you know what? 10,000 hours. I think we're almost there. <laughs> Ebo, what a great hmm. ep. Loved it. Had a great time. A lot of fun. Um, we, let's this do... ep's so hot, I gotta put sunscreen on. Let me we lube should, up. We should do a week between the first half of the episode and the second half of the episode every week. <laughs> it just, it truly makes makes it perfect. Yeah, I think that this, um, the the thing is, we, we start and we usually have a lot of, like, we have, like, ghiblies to get out. We gotta, yeah. we gotta extemporize a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, So I think there was a bit more of that in the movie review than we normally do. <laughs> yeah, we got a little goofy in that. But, again, we're pulling back the curtain too far. People just want this to be professional. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get with us on Facebook. Uh, it's all been done about a ladies podcast. Get with us on Twitter, at BinDonePod. Ev, I have to tell you that our friend, uh, whose name is, I will certainly look it up right now, uh, at Emu on your shoe um has been tweeting at us uh she i think she has been working through every back episode starting from the beginning and Uh every time they hear about the gin blossoms they tweet at us because they love the gin blossoms and apparently you mentioned them a lot during seasons two and three (laughs) well i mentioned them a lot i think all the time because i fucking love the gin blossoms too they're like one of the they're like one of the alternative bands that I liked in high school that I've actually kept up with. Like oh, them and like Collective Soul are like the two kind of like alternative bands I still routinely like sure. get albums from and listen to. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, she, Emu-chan, if you get, that's what her name is on Twitter. If you get this far, we're, uh, we're, Evan is a big Gin Blossoms fan. She, yeah, uh, her latest how, uh, tweet. 
That's how Saker got me to go to the the BNL concert that we, that never happened. Was that right. Gin Blossoms were opening for him? Yeah, a huge fan of Evan mentioning the Gin Blossoms in almost every episode of season three of Been Done Pod. Loving the representation of someone who mentions Gin Blossoms at every every given opportunity. <laughs> you know uh, me, I'm a one track CD. Yeah, she also asked Stephen Page on his Discord uh, if if he liked the Gin Blossoms, and uh, he basically. Uh, uh, he said, hey, Jealousy is one of the all-time greats, but Gin Blossoms have so many. So, Stephen Page, on your side, buddy. Gin Blossoms mm-hmm. fan. Um, you can also leave us a five-star review, just like our friend Team New. Actually, oh, not hi, just Team like our, our friend Team New, who left us a four-star review, Ooh, which is fine. Good. Which, that's I, very fair. More honest. Uh, the, the review is titled, Destined to be a Fan. Ooh. First concert. They might be giants in Poughkeepsie, New, Poughkeepsie, New York. First album, not from Columbia House, Weird Al. Even the Crash Test Dummies made me laugh. So yes, I'm a BNL fan and a fan of this cast. Just thought they were nerdy pop slash rock growing up, then thought they were a nerdy dad band once I had kids. This cast opens my eyes to a side of the band that was always there but wasn't obvious to me. I started at the beginning of the cast and I'm listening chronologically. I make it through about one to two episodes a week. I'm in the middle of the Maroon wrap-up, so Evan and Saker will be well into album slash season 23 by the time I hear my review. Sometimes, this is my favorite part, sometimes Evan comes off as slightly pedantic and Saker... slightly? (laughs) And Saker rolls with I take issue with that. I am full on pedantic. Let's get out. Let's get this straight. And Saker rolls with an absolutely when he has nothing else to add, which I do. Absolutely, I do. But this is a solid cast, and I laugh out loud at least once an ep, so there's that. Please keep them coming, and thank you. Love it. That's the perfect Very review. fair. Very fair. Very, absolutely. Absolutely. Your notes have been taken. Yeah, and, I'm going. Uh, I will now note every single time in my stupid brain every time I say the word absolutely because it is going to be lodged in there. And I will ramp up the pedanticism <laughs> because I think that his his critique was that I can just I'm only a little bit pedantic and he sure. wanted more. He wanted he, more of it. A shit ton more. Yeah. Okay. That's I can okay. only assume. Um, Noted. Thank Noted. you, Team New. Uh, Ebo, what you get to plug this week? Hmm. Pictures worth a thousand words, right? <laughs> sure. So, are you going to send me something that I have to describe? Oh, sure. Okay, go ahead. All right, here I go. <laughs> oh no, Evan! Jesus what? Christ! Keep these pictures to yourself. Disgusting. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, what happened to your knee? This is upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty horrible. Now that I think about it. Oh, it's hanging me, down. Just, uh, like a sack of milk. Here. Like a Canadian bag of milk. Save this picture. Jesus Christ! Your patella is so out of place. Yep, it is. You know, I think our listeners' like only uh, comment was that they don't like to hear you talk about like body horror on this show. <laughs> Nobody's ever just, mentioned that. You just that. go ahead and do it. <laughs> All the, at your opportunity. You're like one of those. Like an edgelord or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, here I go. I'm going to share my screen. Here you go. Again on your own. There you go. Here's your picture. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Evan, Evan has sent me uh, a picture that he downloaded. It says, uh, the title of the picture is HQ Default, which I believe means that you did not rename the picture. Nope. Uh, it says episode 13 full HD, and it has who I believe to be one of Dana Carvey's characters uh, from the fucking uh, movie where he dresses up as a turtle. I think it's his turtle costume. Uh, you mean Master of Disguise. Ma- Master of Disguise. Well, this I, is a hidden gem. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did I ever tell? I'm sure I told my Master of Disguise story on this podcast, didn't I? I don't remember it. Oh, the, the turtle club scene? where you yes. know Turtle, turtle. I loved that. That scene was filmed on... September 11th, 2001. 
and they heard about the planes crashing into the tower while they were filming it. So they observed a moment of silence on the set while Dana Carvey was dressed in the turtle (laughs) costume. Okay, anyway, it's Dana Carvey's turtle character, except he has a beard, and apparently he put on a lot of yellow face. Uh, it's Ugh. maybe from a new movie called The Golden Song 2. What Episode did you 13 Full uh, HD. <laughs> episode 13 Full HD. What did you search to get this? Golden Song. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> sure, it's very good. Thank you, Ev. Uh, you know welcome. what? I am also plugging uh, the and, golden uh, song. So you got about 300, 400 words in that description. Keep going. You got, you got 600 <laughs> words to go to talk oh, about no. this uh, golden song. <laughs> uh, I am also uh, plugging uh, the golden song, which you can view on the channel 131. Uh, and it was nominated for uh, Nataraj's Award for Best Game Show Television Program. That's very exciting. Um, so yeah, check it out if like you're a, in... It's like an America... It's like a... I don't even sure what it is. I think it's like the mask singer or China's yeah. got talent. Except China, they're not wearing masks. Tie. Tie. Oh, Tai. So, so it's Thailand's like the, got um, talent. Like what yeah, Thailand's got talent. Except they're no, wait, what's the one where they uh The Voice. Singing? America American Idol. It's Thai American Idol. Idol. Title, sure. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Ebo. I think so it's I'm about plugging Thai Idol, the golden <laughs> song. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Give it a give it a watch. Me too. I love it. Uh hey, are you ready to jump right in and do another ep? You know it. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in... Momentarily. Momentarily.